I think it's really important to change the way that we perceive what a career actually is and stop looking at it as just a means to make money or a means to achieve security. Your career is much more than a paycheck. Welcome to Hardly Working, a podcast about how we can improve work, life, and everything in between. These are recordings from live conversations on Fishbowl, a social network where professionals of the same industry have anonymous career conversations. You can join us live next time on the Fishbowl app. We have events every day. All right, let's get right into it. Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Nadia Khalid. You may recognize me from the Fishbowl TikTok page. I make those generation talk videos where kind of we're highlighting the differences in each generation's thought process in the workplace. But in addition to working with Fishbowl as a content creator, I am also an alignment coach. And as an alignment coach, I help women figure out who they are and what they want out of life. And I also help them use what's called their human design map to manifest it. So today we're basically going to be talking all about how to use your human design map to figure out what your dream job is and also how to manifest it. Before we actually get into what human design is and how you can use it to find your dream job, I just want to share a little bit about my personal story and how I went from a career that left me feeling lost and burnt out to eventually landing my dream job in social media working with Fishbowl. So a year ago, I was working as a substance abuse counselor for the county that I live in, and I was enrolled in a master's program to become a licensed therapist. But to make a long story short, I was miserable. Uh, The work that I was doing on a day-to-day basis was unfulfilling. The bureaucracy of the county job was infuriating. I was drained. I was broke. So this is honestly the point in my career that I had felt the most unaligned, um, and things just weren't really going that well, but I didn't really know what to do with it, so I stayed. Um, And that's actually when I started making TikToks. I started making TikToks a couple months before January, so maybe like October. Um, And that's when I, uh, like I said, I started making TikToks. I used it as a creative outlet. I grew up with social media, so I always enjoyed being active on it and creating content to make people laugh and, you know, talk about stuff that I enjoyed. So um, that's when I started also realizing that a job in social media would actually be perfect for me. Um, I was toying with that idea because I could do what I enjoyed most, which was content creation and being on social media. I could work remotely. I could be my own boss. I could make more money. But I never really saw it as a viable option because I didn't really know anyone else who was doing it. And I really preferred to stick to the safety of that stable paycheck. Um, I was also really afraid to completely switch gears because I had spent the last few years building my career in one direction. Like I had had my undergrad degree in psychology and I was doing my master's. And so Obviously, society kind of teaches us that switching career paths really often is kind of frivolous and a bit risky. So um, I stayed with what I was doing. Um, I just, you know, was doing TikTok on the side and making fun TikToks on my own and then keeping my regular job. But um, and I kept growing my account. I kept making these videos that were going super viral. Um, And eventually one of those TikToks went so viral that my boss actually saw it. And a few weeks later, I was I was unexpectedly fired. It was kind of out of nowhere. And this is January of last year. So kind of going from there, when I got fired, I decided to look at it as a chance to kind of say F it and take a leap of faith. I was literally affirming to myself on my entire drive home that I'm going to get rich off TikTok. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Um, So I went home and I basically wrote out in my journal everything that I wanted in my dream social media career. So like what kind of work I wanted to do, how much money I wanted to make, how many hours I wanted to work, et cetera, et cetera. And I just decided to trust that the right job would find me and that everything would eventually just work out on its own. And that's actually when I stumbled across Fishbowl. And at the time, they were looking for someone to create work humor content for them and manage their TikTok account. And within a few weeks, I was actually hired as a content creator and social media manager for Fishbowl. And honestly, that role really fit every single thing that I had listed out in that journal down to the work itself, the number of hours I was working and the amount of money that I was making, which was honestly kind of insane when I looked back at it. But the biggest lesson that I learned from that experience was that most of us, myself included, were taught to make career choices from a place of fear. So we were taught that a career is just a way to make money to avoid being poor or broke. We were taught that the safest career is the one that promises a sense of security. We were taught that the safest route to success is the one that we've seen somebody else take already. So we make decisions about our careers that revolve around minimizing those fears. So we go for the job that will make us the most money, despite the fact that we either hate the job itself or that we feel indifferent 
towards it. We stay at jobs that we just don't enjoy anymore because the healthcare plan is good. I'm sure everyone's kind of been in that position before. Um, we enroll in master's programs like I did, even though we've always hated school and despised homework. And ultimately, we were taught to dismiss our passions, like the things that we actually enjoy, because we were taught that it's more important to avoid the possibility of things like failure and bankruptcy than to just do what we love. And that's why I think it's really important to change the way that we, we perceive what a career actually is and stop looking at it as just a means to make money or a means to achieve security. Your career is much more than a paycheck. It's literally who you are. It's what you spend most of your time doing, right? If you're working a full-time job, that's 40 hours a week. That's a significant amount of time. And the way that you make use of your time and how you feel on a day-to-day -day basis at work plays a huge role in how satisfied you are with your life. And the irony of that, and you know, I discovered this, I, I experienced it on, on a firsthand level, is that the more satisfied you are with your life, the easier it actually is to make money because high vibrational energy like joy, gratitude, when you're working a job that you really love, that naturally attracts a lot more abundance. So to me, it's like, what's the point in spending those 40 hours a week doing something you hate when you could be doing something you love and making even more money from it? So it's always interesting to me as a Gen Z, because I am a Gen Z. I know some people comment on those videos and they're like, what generation are you? Um, in case it's not obvious that I am a Gen Z. Um, and for me to see the way generations before me view the concept of work, it's just so interesting. Um, I'm always filming these Gen Talk videos where the boomers and the Gen Xers and even Xennials say things like, your career is just a job. You don't have to love it. You know, as long as you do it well. Um, your passions can fulfill you outside of work. And so, you know, the general cons consensus is that amongst the older generations is that you, it's delusional and kind of unrealistic to expect fulfillment, personal fulfillment out of a career. Um, and if you want to quit a job because you just don't love it, it makes you some kind of a diva who's divorced from reality. And, you know, it's funny because I actually lean into that trope sometimes as a joke when I'm filming those Gen Z takes on the videos of like, yeah, I just don't really want to work here anymore um, because it, I think it's just hilarious. But as a Gen Z, I am always inclined to kind of ch challenge that status quo and really ask the question of, is this mindset towards a career, is it helping us or is it hurting us? Because honestly, times are changing and some approaches just don't really make sense the way that they used to. And so what I have found is that a fear-based mindset of avoiding the worst case scenario um, and playing it safe, it keeps you small and it limits your potential for true success and true happiness. So if you hate your job, but you stay because you're afraid of the possibility of losing a stable income, you might keep getting those paychecks. You are going to get that paycheck every other week, right? But every time you show up to work, you lose some of your livelihood. You literally lose your zest for life because you're spending all your time and energy doing something that means nothing to you instead of doing something that you're actually personally really excited about. And this doesn't happen necessarily right away. So it's not like a drastic thing of like, you know, you accept a job that you're not totally hyped about and then you show up and then you just feel dead inside. It, this is kind of like a gradual thing that happens across time is the job loses its appeal on a, on a fundamental level to you. And over time, you start to notice yourself feeling more resentful. You feel more burnt out. You feel more frustrated. You're not as happy as you were. You kind of feel a sense of, of you know, you're lost. And so um, the way I see it, putting your sense of fulfillment on the back burner is actually one of the most costly decisions that you can make because you lose a lot more than you gain in the long run when you stay out of alignment like that. Like how many boomers or Gen Xers do you know that look back or if you are a boomer or a Gen Xer yourself that look back and wish that they could have pursued a career that they had always dreamed of if they had the chance, right? Which this is a super nuanced topic. You know, times were different back then. The possibilities were much more limited. But I think we're at a point right now where it's really important to change that narrative when it comes to choosing or changing careers. And I think we need to start prioritizing what lights us up and thinking in terms of what if I put my joy first? Like, what if I put my fulfillment first and it actually all went right? Because I can tell you from personal experience that believing in the best case scenario actually opens up infinite avenues to happiness and success that you never would have thought possible. And if you don't believe me, quantum physics and neuroscience actually prove it. And we can do that talk on another day. But um, this is also where human design comes into play. And this is why human design is so relevant is human design gives us a fresh new perspective on who we are and how we can make decisions for ourselves that will lead to a life of alignment, a life of purpose and joy and success and ultimately wealth, right? Getting into human design, what is human design? It's basically a modern day combination of astrology, biogenetics, chemistry, the sh uh, chakra system, among other things. 
think of it like a Myers-Briggs personality type, but for your energy. So it basically tells you what your purpose is based on how your body functions as an as a system of energy. Because everything in this universe, I mean, quantum physics tells us that everything in this universe is made of energy. Um, you are also an energetic being, and everyone has kind of their own energetic fingerprint um, based on their birth time, birth date, and birth location. So based on all three of those factors, you have a human design map that you can calculate And it tells you a lot of different things about the way that you operate as an energetic being. And so there are several elements of a human design map. That's a whole um, thing of its own. But today we're just going to talk about the main component here, especially when you're talking about your career, which is your energy type. So we're we're also going to talk about how you can use your energy type to figure out what your dream job is and actually start manifesting it. And before we get into that, if you do want to go ahead and calculate your human design map now or later, you can do it for free through the link on my website, which will be on my profile page at the end of this talk, but it's also just www.nadiakhalid.com, my first and last name. Um, there's a link on there where you can just put that information in and it'll generate your entire map. So let's get into it. There are five main energy types. We are only going to go over four because the last one is super, super, super rare. And I just, I don't think we'll have time to go over that. Um, but I also want to highlight that there is no hierarchy here. There is no one type that's the best or the most successful or the most impactful. Every single energy type has its own energetic purpose and its own energetic needs to really unlock their potential. And each type actually plays a really significant role in our society. And that's equally important amongst all of them. So um, I've also come up with like a character archetype for each energy type that really clarifies their role and what they do best kind of using roles that already exist in society. So let's go ahead and get into that. Number one, the first energy type is manifestors. Manifestors are basically comparable to CEOs, right? These are the people who are meant to lead. They're meant to initiate projects and movements. They're basically, they call the shots, right? They're here to trust whatever they feel drawn to and make the first move towards that without needing permission. So this is all about individual power. Um, And they become the most successful when they trust themselves to be the leader of their own lives or the leaders of whatever, you know, system they're part of. And they generally do super, super well in positions of authority, but only when their position directly corresponds with a value or area that they feel personally drawn to. So, um, and their superpower is initiation, right? Which is the way that they manifest the best outcomes is through their confidence as leaders. So whether that's in their own lives, deciding what projects or tasks or movements they want to initiate. Um, And basically the main thing here is going for it without seeking permission or waiting for something outside of you to feel ready for that. Because the thing about, you know, as um, an alignment coach, I work with people and we generate their human design map and we kind of like um, get them to fulfill their potential using this aspect of their map. And um, I will say I have one specific client that I'm currently working with and she is a manifester. The way things just really fall together when you do as a manifester, if you are one, when you step into your power and you really give yourself that permission to be a a leader and to be an expert or to, you know, really have that position of authority and know that you can do it well. And so that's kind of what you want to lean into if you are a manifester is you would do really well in those kinds of positions of power or like authority. And again, it's all about initiating your projects or kind of acting on those impulses and knowing that you have the, the ability to execute it well. So now, like I said, for each energy type, we're also going to talk about how to find your dream job and how to manifest your dream job because it's kind of different for each one. And for manifestors, the way to find your dream job is to ask yourself what your core values are and what you feel most passionate about in terms of your personal legacy. So what would make you feel like you're making the biggest impact? What kind of role would allow you to really use your natural expertise and inner vision to be a leader? And it's also important to recognize that sometimes, you know, if you've been in a certain career or a certain position for a really long time, sometimes you actually need to take a step back from that role because that role doesn't allow you to have that authority or have that, you know, ability to be a a confident leader. And so it's okay to take a step back and ask yourself if your current position or if your current job is allowing you to be that. So that's kind of where you would start if you're trying to think about what your dream job is, is okay, what is your personal legacy? What is what are your core values? And how can you make the biggest impact? So now how to manifest your dream job if you're a manifester is to inform. You talk about it. You tell people about your big goals and your plans and you talk about your vision um, because the key here is that manifestors have these, this like innate ability to speak things into existence. Um, and when you talk to other people and inform them of what your plans are and what you want to do without the objective of getting permission or like approval, 
you magnetize people and opportunities that will help you actually bring that to life. Okay. So that's the real key here is when you know what you want, or you have an idea of what your vision is, you need to talk about that and really get it out there. Uh, because that's what's going to allow you to really magnetize the opportunities that, like I said, are really going to help you bridge the gap and get to where you want to go. So um, some famous manifest, two famous manifestors, people with this energy type, uh, number one, Maya Angelou. So if you think about Maya Angelou's level of impact, she was a true leader and a pioneer, pioneer in so many ways. Um, another one is Al Gore. So the, these are just two examples of famous manifestors. Um, and so just think about their level of impact and kind of what their main qualities are and why they are such um, impactful leaders. So that is the manifestor type. The next is generators. I think this would actually be probably the most common um, in all my work with clients. People usually are generators. Um, but generators are people that I would compare to worker bees in a beehive. Okay, so while manifestors would probably be more like the worker, or I'm sorry, the queen bees, um, generators are the life force of every project. So they're the ones who are actually doing the work. They're here to build. And the reason why this is their energetic purpose is because they have unlimited stores of energy to really carry out tasks. But the catch is that they, they only tap into those infinite energy stores when they're doing something that they personally enjoy on a visceral level. So when they do things that don't really bring them joy, it actually drain, it has the opposite effect. It actually drains their energy and it leaves them feeling really frustrated and burnt out. So um, an, interesting thing, an interesting thing about human design is it will also tell you when you're in and when you're out of alignment. And the key for generators is you know you're out of alignment with your job when you feel really frustrated and really burnt out with what you're doing. Like there is, there's no enjoyment there, but not only that, it's that you actually really can't stand it. Um, and so in the context of a beehive, generators or worker bees are only able to do their job well when they're pollinating flowers that they really, truly love, right? So the ultimate goal of a generator is to say no to whatever they don't feel that visceral excitement for and to say yes to what does actually make them feel that spark. So that's really the main thing here is what gives you energy, what energizes you and, and allows you to tap into that infinite life force energy is going for the things that feel really, really aligned for you. So if you have like a particular thing, like I'll give an example. I have a, a previous client of mine who was a generator and she had a huge passion for this water filtration system, right? It's basically like this um, giant water fil filtration system that you put in your house um, and it filters out all your water. And just like, the, I don't know the, the science behind it, but the main thing is that she literally lit up when she was talking to me about this water filtration system. You could tell there was that like palpable excitement there. Um, and so I told her, I was like, listen, you know, this is something that you need to go for. You need to go after it because this is something that is going to ultimately bring you fulfillment if you do feel that spark. And so she um, decided to kind of join a program where you could become a salesperson for that water filtration system. And so that's just like, that's just one example of, you know, any of the things that you could be personally excited about. It's just about being open to that spark. Oftentimes, I think generators have a habit of, you know, they have something that really excites them. They're personally passionate about it. But then the, the sense of, quote unquote, logic kicks in and they're like, well, I can't really make a career out of that. Or like, how am I supposed to pursue that? It's just something that I, you know, I kind of like. But the key is to really like not worry about the logistics of it. It's just if you have that spark, you're supposed to follow it. So the way to find your dream job if you're a generator is to, like I said, follow that spark, right? Pay attention to anything in your environment that makes you feel a sense of passion or excitement and then explore it. So whenever you do feel that spark, just know that whatever triggered it is something that you're actually supposed to be doing because it's tied to your purpose as a generator, okay? Now, how to actually manifest it, um, this is your strategy, is when you do notice yourself feeling really excited about something, when that spark reveals itself to you or it becomes apparent, you need to give yourself permission to take the next step towards it without bogging yourself down with reasons not to, right? Like I said, your logical, your conscious mind is going to be like, well, it doesn't really make sense to do this, or there's no way to make a career out of that, or there's no way. It's, but that can't be the objective. If you feel the spark, automatically start following through on it with action, and you'll notice that you'll actually be met with a lot of success and endless motivation and that sense of fulfillment, right? So that is the main thing there. It's also um, equally as important for generators, if you want to manifest a life that you love and a career that you love, is you really have to be intentional about saving space in your life 
for the things that do bring you joy by saying no to anything that doesn't, right? So give yourself permission to let go of anything in your life that is draining you of your energy because you don't love it enough. Um, and that's really the main thing here. You could also compare generators. I, I say this a lot. They're like kids, right? Like elementary school kids. When you have a fourth, like a third grader, right? And they're in school and you look at the difference in behavior when they're inside in class doing work and homework versus when they're outside playing recess, there's a huge difference there, right? Like usually, I mean, the average third grader who doesn't love school would be like, oh, okay, I hate homework. I don't want to do this. I feel unmotivated. I feel a lack of energy. But then you send them out to recess and then they're bouncing off the walls. They're so happy. They're so excited. They're just like happy to be alive. So generators are like kids in that sense of like anything that you agree to that feels like math homework to a third grader is never going to bring you a sense of fulfillment. And, and it's actually going to drain you of your energy, right? You're not going to feel good. Over time, it creates an impact on you energetically where you're like, okay, I hate what I do. This is just not fun for me anymore. I feel like I'm totally depleted of my energy, but also my zest for life is like gone. Um, and it's the same thing for, you know, if you decide to say yes to the things that feel like recess, where it's like, oh my God, I would love to be doing something like that then you know for a fact that in that moment, you're going for something that is going to make you feel like, wow, I'm in recess right now. And this just feels so fun and exciting. So um, two famous generators. I thought this was so interesting. One of them is Beyonce. So if you think about Beyonce in the context of being a generator, it's like she's constantly giving performances. She's on tour all the time. She's literally spent her entire career singing and being a performer. And because, you know, that's something that's innately part of what she loves, it's part of what gives her that spark, she's been able to do that for her entire career since she was, what, like in her early 20s, maybe even like late teens. Um, and so that's literally just one example is if you commit to something that you really love and you know it's something that brings you that spark, you can't lose because you're never going to run out of the motivation or the energy to really kill it. Um, a second famous generator is actually Albert Einstein. So if you think about what Albert Einstein did his entire career, it was literally quantum physics. It was quantum theory. It was all this science heavy stuff that most people find super daunting and kind of boring um, because it was, but because it, he was so personally passionate about it, right? This was something that he felt that spark for. He wanted to talk about it all the time. He, he had infinite energy to study it and, and create new, um, not create, but discover things in that realm. And it's, again, because he was personally passionate about it, quantum physics isn't fun for everyone. Science that's heavy, like it's not fun for everyone, but to a generator who is personally passionate about it, it's literally everything. So that's just one example. Um, and that's generators for you. Um, the next one is manifesting generators. Um, this is actually my human design type. And I will tell you again, when you are learning about this stuff and you're applying it to yourself, it is so, so, so valuable because it gives you a different way of looking at yourself and it gives you a way of understanding your inclinations and your behaviors in a way that really puts the whole puzzle together. So anywho, um, manifesting generators, I like to compare to inventors. These are people who are multi-passionate. They are viscerally excited by a lot of different things. And they actually also come naturally equipped with a lot of gifts and strengths to pursue, pursue all of them. So um, MGs, manifesting generators, are usually super busy people. They have a finger in every single pot. They really thrive on variety and they're super productive when they're enthusiastic about their work. So their superpower is really the ability to multitask and they feel most satisfied when they get to feel like they're using their energy, energy efficiently. Um, and their purpose is to really take their unique blend of interests and, and create a life path that incorporates all of them in a way that no one else has really done before. So, um, and these people are really like the definition of a creative genius, because when they're given the chance, they can be super innovative and create a lot of things that inspire and motivate other people. Um, and another thing, like a highlighting factor here is that, again, manifesting generators um, come equipped with the strengths and the gifts that they need to really execute what they love. So it's like, if you're a manifesting generator, you may notice that you are really crazy good at some things that you have no formal experience or training with. Uh, maybe it's something that other people have pointed out about you and they're like, wow, that's so interesting that you're so good at that. Like what, you know, where did you learn that? And you're like, well, this is just who I am. Like, this isn't hard for me. This is just something that comes very naturally. And so that's a key characteristic of manifesting generators is that they have those gifts and strengths. And that's why they're meant to pursue the things that they're excited about is because the things that they're excited about are usually the things that they are naturally really good at. And so they can usually put a whole um, like 
life path together that is ne- has never been done before, but it feels personally satisfying for them. And they're kind of trailblazers in that way. Um, and they show the rest of us or, you know, the rest of society that success or fulfillment doesn't have one look to it. There's lots of different ways that you can do that. And you can be creative in the process and create a whole new um, way of being or way of doing things that is totally, um, totally new. So for manifesting generators, the way you would find your dream job is to figure out what your passions are and because you likely have a lot of them and see if there's a way to turn it into a side hustle. So what are the subjects that you could talk about for hours on end? What are the activities that you could do for hours and not get bored? What are the things that inspire you? What are the things that motivate you? What are you, like I said, naturally good at even with no formal training? Do you have any gifts or talents that people often notice about you? Um, And remember, since MGs uh, thrive with variety, um, it's better to not just commit to one job forever and be open to any of the side hustles or freelance work that would allow you to employ your creative genius in a way that feels exciting for you. And that's the key is that it has to feel exciting for you. Um, Also keep in mind, you may do best working autonomously either as your own boss or in a business partnership where you get to make some of the rules. Um, I will tell you again, if you're a manifesting generator, I am also one. And in my experience with knowing this, um, I perform a lot better. I do. I'm much more productive and I'm much more efficient um, as my own boss. So this is why a lot of MGs are actually like solo entrepreneurs is because of that is like you have creative genius that you need to give yourself a space to enter that creative flow without having to really answer to anyone. And that's where your genius really comes through. And so again, if you are an MG, just keep that in mind that, you know, your path to success might look like a side hustle that turns into a business or two, three side hustles that turn into a business. Um, and so just be open to the opportunities and the, and the potential of what you could be doing. And don't think that, um, you know, you have to commit to one career path in order to be successful. And again, like, committing to one career path as a manifesting generator is actually the most, the worst thing that you could do for yourself. And that's why I've been said, you know, when I was working as a substance abuse counselor, um, I, the idea of committing to becoming a licensed therapist for the rest of my life was so, um, daunting and I hated it because I knew that like, it's not something that would, was actually going to fulfill me for a long time. My interests change and fluctuate. And so this is why it's really important as an MG, if you are one, is give yourself a space to explore lots of different things without having to stick to one forever. And don't guilt yourself into thinking that you do have to stick to one forever. Because like I said, society will make you think that switching career paths often is frivolous and risky and, um, you know, kind of absurd. But that's actually your superpower as an MG is if you are, it's, it's less about committing to one career path and giving yourself the chance to explore whatever you feel drawn to in the moment. And again, even if it's like a temporary side hustle, if it's something that you enjoy, you're going to be able to make money out of it because you are personally passionate about it and because you're super productive when it comes to things that you really enjoy. So um, that's how you find your dream job. How to manifest your dream job as an MG is once you know what would give you that spark or the thing, your passions and what excites you and what you're good at, tell people about whatever plans you have with it. So talk about what excites you, write about what excites you, get it all out there. Because uh, similar to manifestors, you become the most magnetic when you actually share your spark with the rest of the world. And that allows you to attract opportunities and people that will help you make it a reality. Um, Another important thing is that when that spark actually comes, so similar to generators, because you're a hybrid as as an MG, you're a hybrid of manifestors and generators, You're going to have certain things that elicit a spark or they trigger this feeling of like, oh my God, I really love that. So if you, so keep an eye out for when that spark comes. And when it does come, if you have an idea for a side hustle that feels exciting, take the next step towards it while the spark is still there. Okay. So the worst thing that you could do is be like, oh my God, I have this amazing idea for a side hustle. I could totally sell like an ebook online, or I could totally sell um, an online course, or I could sell, you know, anything. Um, but I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna worry about it right now. I have other things I need to focus on, whatever. The magic of that spark is it has, it's in the moment. So you need to be acting on that when it comes up, because when you are acting on it from a place of, wow, this actively excites me right now, that's how you become the most successful with it. And that's how things kind of work out in your favor because your energy is in alignment there. So don't delay the spark. Don't, you know, swipe, uh, sweep it to the side. You want to act on it while it's there. Famous manifesting generator is Tony Robbins. If you're familiar with Tony Robbins, he is a coach. I will also say um, 
myself as a manifesting generator, the I, I wanted to give an example about my podcast because I'm uh, launching a podcast really soon and the way it came to fruition was really interesting. And it's that um, I... If you've watched any of my TikToks, I'm super active on there. I make a lot of TikToks talking about things that I'm personally passionate about, such as human design, such as manifestation, such as quantum physics, um, neuroscience, subconscious reprogramming, all of that good stuff. And all of those things are things that, again, I am personally passionate about. And so going on TikTok and creating TikToks of me talking about this stuff and putting it out there um, eventually grew my TikTok account to what, almost 500,000 now. And then, um, you know, I, I've always dreamed of having a podcast, but didn't really have the, um, I didn't really have the time or the dedication to really do it in the moment, but it's something that I always wanted to do. And so eventually the more I was sharing on TikTok about those things that I enjoyed that I would have liked to make a podcast about, I was approached by a um, production company who wanted to produce my podcast for me and basically do all the heavy lifting behind the scenes. And now, you know, podcast is coming into fruition. And then that gets to be something that I, you know, experience in my career. So again, this is just an example of if you have a spark, um, you need to share whatever it is, like share that energy with other people around you, because again, you're going to attract the attention and you're going to attract the opportunities that are going to allow you to really take that next step and move forward with it. So yeah, that's for manifesting generators. Next, uh, and last is projectors since we're not doing reflectors. That's the last one, but projectors are comparable to guidance counselors, right? Projectors are people who are basically really, really great at reading energy. And they have this unique ability to look at an existing system and come up with ways to make it more efficient. So these are people who are great at giving advice and they do really well in roles like consulting or um, project management because they're able to absorb the entire picture of what's happening and use their almost innate wisdom to make it better. So their main superpower projectors is directing the energy flow of a project or even a group of people to maximize its potential because they can look at all the moving parts of the most, even the most complex system, and they can attune themselves to the energy of each individual piece so that they know exactly what, what it needs, what that project or group of people needs to make it more productive and impactful. So um, for projectors, the way to find your dream job is your dream job is likely a role where you get to guide other people or projects specifically in a way that brings you personal fulfillment. So naturally, like all the rest of these energy types, it needs to be something that you are personally passionate about. But the most important thing is that it's a role that allows you to spend your energy on tasks related to managing, guiding, advising, consulting, right? Rather than actually like building the way generators and manifesting generators do. And also that you feel valued for your input. So a workplace or a, a position where you feel valued for the expertise and for the um, input that you're giving, that's going to make you feel super fulfilled. So pay attention to any jobs or any career fields where your primary role looks something like that. Um, another key thing to keep in mind with projectors is that they are non-energy types, which is different than the first three that we went over. And since projectors are non-energy types, what that means is they actually have, uh, they don't have any uh, energy that actually comes out of them. It's more so, um, again, when they're using their natural strengths of consulting and giving advice and kind of advising on things, that's really good. But if you're, if you're in a position where you feel like you really have to work, you're, you're doing a lot of the work to build, you're going to get depleted really fast. You're going to feel really tired. You're going to feel really burnt out. So if you are proje a projector, you may notice that you um, feel more tired or you feel more burnt out more easily because you just don't really have a lot of energy to be doing things that are related to building as opposed to just giving advice and consulting with things. So yeah, like I said, consulting is also a really, really great avenue for projectors because it's literally a space where you get to give advice on how to maximize the potential or efficiency of something. Um, so pay attention to things like that. How to manifest your dream job is basically to just decide what kind of role you want. So have an idea of what kind of role would make you feel really fulfilled, but then you wait for an invitation. So for projectors, and this is something that's distinctive about projectors compared to the rest, is that the best opportunities will actually fall into your lap on their own. Um, it's likely that they're going to come through as an offer of some kind. So this can look like a random referral. It can look like an email asking you to apply for XYZ. Uh, it can be like a phone call from a friend who wants to hire you, et cetera, et cetera. So um, just be open to receiving that invitation and be prepared to accept it when it comes. So as an example, I have a friend of mine who is a projector um, and she, you know, when we talked about 
her, um, you know, the opportunities that have happened for her in the past and, you know, in terms of her career, but any good thing that's happened for her, we realized that every single time it was, it came through in the form of an invitation. So for the most recent job that that she had, she actually had a former colleague call her and say, Hey, I think you would be really perfect for this role. The company I'm at right now is hiring. Um, and they would love to, you know, I think again, you would be a really great fit. So I'd love to have you on. And so that's how that came through. So the really, the big thing for projectors is just keep an eye out for those invitations and, and pay attention when you get an offer like that. That's usually, um, an avenue with which you can get that role and fulfill that position and do what you want to do. So a famous projector is Barack Obama, which I thought was super, super interesting. I haven't actually looked into that a lot, but it makes sense as, you know, for president, I think JFK was also a projector, but think about it. These are people who are literally leading an entire country. They're looking at the entire, all the moving parts of a country, which obviously is huge, right? And they're um, moving things around, they're consulting, they're giving, you know, their input and making decisions that ultimately are helping to um, make the country run more efficiently, run more smoothly, right? So um, that is the projector energy type. There, Like I said, there are also reflectors, but they are literally less than like 1% of the population. They're super, super, super rare. Um, and we also, I don't think we have the time to um, cover it. So I did also want to save some time for questions. And I did also want to give anyone in here who maybe already knows their human design type um, the chance to come on here and we can kind of talk about um, their experience with their, as their energy type in their career and kind of giving some advice on how to um, find your dream job and manifest it. So I'm going to go ahead and open the floor up if anybody wants to raise their hand or if anybody has any questions, um, feel free to raise your hand. Hey, Nadia, can you hear me? Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks for your talk. It was very uh, insightful. I actually went on the website, as you uh, mentioned, and entered my information okay, cool. in. And my my question is around a uh, profile. The answer I got back was three out of six, the living contrast. And I was wondering if you can uh, expand on what that means. Oh, that's really interesting. So um, the profiles, I will be honest, I don't know every single one. And I, I don't think I'd be able to really give you a full rundown because there are so many of those um, and they are super extensive. But I will tell you, this was, uh, you said your profile with the numbers? Yes. Okay, so what I will say is your profile gives you a lot of insight as to what your per like a more specific answer of what your purpose is and what makes you feel super fulfilled. So, um, what is it? What else does it tell you about your profile? Uh, well, under profile, it just says three sit three out of six to live in contrast. Uh, then above that, the definition says split definition. There are two distinct different voices inside your system. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, Um, one more time, what was the name of this? uh, What was it itself? It was it three out of six profile. What was the name of it though? The living contrast. Interesting. Um, So yeah, that's the thing is with the specific profile types, I haven't really gone into those in depth, but um, usually when I have a client, I'll just kind of look into their particular um, type and kind of become familiar with it. But this particular one, I wouldn't know. Do you know what your energy type is? Uh, it says generator. Okay. And did you um, resonate with any of the generator stuff? Um, yeah, definitely. Though I'm at a point in, in my career where I've left corporate America, um, mm-hmm. just started a business on the side. But of course, it's not yet profitable. But um, I'm in a place where um, there's a lot more questions than answers. Oh, interesting. And what, what are some of those questions that are coming up for you? Um, you know, be, being realistic. Um, Mm. I obviously need to get back to a somewhat of a steady income. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to decide whether I go back into, you know, the corporate world, nine to five. Um, I'm in an analytics. I appreciate um, analytics as, as a practice, um, but similar to what you were saying before, the the sometimes the politics of, of corporate America just wears down on me. And, and I really hate that. Right. Well, I mean, that makes sense. And you said you do uh, enjoy analytics, but it's not, it doesn't really, like, you don't get that spark from it. It's not something you really enjoy. Naturally, I'm a curious person. Um, so mm-hmm. analytics, you sort of wear somewhat of a detective hat. Um, so I do appreciate that um, when I'm really deep into a project that excites me for sure. But within a corporate setting, I, I don't know what it is. It just takes out the the, the fun. 
I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Cause I, I mean, I, like I said too, with the bureaucracy of working where I was working was just draining and it took away from the excitement of the job. But what I would recommend for you is, um, congrats on starting the business. That's awesome. But what I would recommend doing is, um, I would recommend keeping a, a corporate job or keeping that stable income on the side while you work on building that business. Um, in your free time, because I mean, I was lucky enough to get fired. I mean, that was different for me. Um, and then I kind of just went full force into what I wanted to do. But um, for most people and for most clients that I work with, it takes um, some time while you're still in the position that you don't necessarily love. But using the free time that you have while you're in that position and you have that stable income to, um, to like I said, work on the side hustle and really get it going. And then hopefully with time, once you've grown that side hustle enough, then you can kind of quit the job for sure and, or, you know, fully and then continue building the side business. Sure. Definitely appreciate that. Just one last question. Sure. Whenever I click into particular sections of this human design profile, there, mm-hmm. there's a charge to it. So if I do want to um, learn a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, what each of these items mean, um, they're, they're all for purchase. So, yeah. So, um, the way that website works, which, um, disclaimer, it's not my website. This is just a resource that I use when I'm calculating my maps, but if you want to actually download the the app and then you can buy like a subscription, it's like five ninety nine a month or something like that. You get full access to your entire map. And then you also get to da- um, calculate other people's maps and keep them on your phone. If you want to look at them, uh, I highly, highly recommend doing that. It has been life changing for me, obviously as, as an alignment coach, um, but yeah, it's five bucks a month um, and it's a great place to start with exploring all that stuff. It'll give you the full rundown. Thanks, Nadia. Yeah, no problem. All right. Do we have any other questions? Hi, how are you? How are, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. This has honestly been such a fascinating call and I think you have a lot of really great insight to share with everyone. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. I'm so glad that you've enjoyed it. Yeah, I really, really have. Um, it's given me a lot to think about <laughs> for sure. Good. Do you have any um, any questions or is there something that's on your mind? Yeah, um, I had a question mainly regarding the difference between... So I'm struggling because mm-hmm. I'm like a project manager and also a consultant and I'm like mm-hmm. responsible for managing a few really high um, priority like tech projects. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like an artist and I love travel and that would be my dream if I could do that all the time. But I'm also mm-hmm. really good at managing projects okay. and I love giving advice. But right now I'm kind of in that phase where I'm having to build a lot. So mm-hmm. I was just wondering because I was confused, like I'm not sure if I fall within um, the manifesting generator profile or within the projectors profile. So if you could elaborate on that, I think that would be super helpful. Yeah. So so did you do your human design map? Did you calculate it? No, I haven't done it yet. I just kind of narrowed it down to those two based on like the discussions of today. Oh, interesting. Okay. So what I would recommend, do do you know what time you were born? Um, Yes, I do. Okay. So what I would recommend doing is actually pulling that up for sure. Because um, if you have it in front of you and you know what your type is, then I could give you um, tailored advice for that type um, because that just makes the most sense. It seems like you would lean more towards projector, especially if you're like an artist um, and you do you tend to get really burnt out really easily. Um, yeah, definitely. Especially because it's like, there's so many things going on all the time. Um, and I don't have like enough time to focus on the things that give me energy, but I love art and I love travel and all of that. Okay. So I would honestly, I would guess that you are a projector. I would double check on that, um, and calculate specifically which one you are just to make sure. But, um, I will say as a projector, if you are one, what was the main question again? Did you say like, you're not sure, um, like what you should do in terms of managing both of those things? Yeah, like my my corporate job, which I'm most like really good at, is mm-hmm. like being a project management consultant, and I'm naturally pretty adept at it. But it's not something that really <laughs> wakes me up every day and <laughs> makes me super excited. Yes. Um, yeah, like what does make me excited is like autonomy, the freedom to kind of do what I want to do. You know, pick mm-hmm. up different projects based on whatever is exciting to me in the moment. Traveling, mm-hmm. things like that, I think are a lot more attuned to what I want to do. But because I'm good at the PM stuff and it brings in a decent amount of money. I've been doing that for the past few years, but um, mm-hmm. it's not something that really brings me a lot of happiness. So what I would say, obviously in general, regardless of your type, if it's not really fulfilling you and you don't feel, um, if you're a projector, the main question would be, do you feel valued for the insight that you bring to the projects? I definitely think I do for sure. Okay. okay. So then, I mean, it could go, I, it's, it's, 
It kind of depends, but generally speaking, if you are not um, excited to be doing that work, it doesn't really light you up. I would recommend exploring the other avenues of like, you know, you said travel, you love art. Is there a specific type of art that you like to do? Yeah, I'm a painter and I'm also like a digital artist. Oh, how awesome. Okay. Have you ever done anything with it? Like um, made it like a side hustle out of that or no? Yeah, I actually sold um, quite a bit of art uh, last year. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. How cool. Yeah. Okay. So then you- It was that really you, fun. That's awesome. Um, and so you've basically proven that you can make money out of it. Yeah, but nothing that would um, sustain me for, for a long amount of time. What makes you say that? Um, I guess it's because of the amount that came in. Like obviously like my corporate job brings in a lot mm-hmm. more in comparatively. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why. Okay. So here's what I always, uh, here's what I would recommend is use your free time, like keep, keep the, the job that you have right now, because obviously it's bringing in that income, right? But spend your free time doing more of the art stuff and, you know, selling the art stuff and, you know, building that out like as a side hustle. Um, and, you know, dedicate more of your time to that because the more you nurture that, the more lucrative it will become. Because again, the thing is, as if you are a projector, um, it'll be interesting to see if you are a manifesting generator, but if you are a projector, what that means for you is that offers would literally like land fall, they would fall into your lap. So if somebody wants to like buy your art from you or, you know, any, any business opportunities will literally fall right into your lap. So it's just a matter of putting more of your time and energy there, um, and making sure that you're not burning yourself out in the process, but still spending, um, a good amount of your free time investing in, in the art stuff and turning it into more of like a, um, a stream of income, because you may notice that that will pick up really quickly, especially if your energy is in alignment while you're doing it. And before you know it, it could be even more lucrative than your current job. Right. So that's where they went. Does that answer your question of like, kind of just spending your free time, right? Like keep the job, but like not as part of your long-term vision, maybe know that you're working towards something else. And then, um, you know, spend more of your free time doing that art, the art and, um, selling it and seeing where that takes you. Yeah, for sure. Um, thank you so much. This has been really awesome. And it's so great to hear from you. And yeah, um, no problem. I'm happy to help. Thank and I'm you. so glad you found it so informative. Um, if you are, if you, if you or anybody else um, who is listening, if you're looking for um, specific guidance and you really want to um, figure out how you can switch careers or what your dream career really does look like, I do have a few one-on-one coaching spots available, which will be, um, it's in the link that will be at the end. It's in my um, profile. So it's going to be that third link. Um, so if you're interested and that's something that you're really looking into, um, I strongly encourage you to apply to the program. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Okay. Does anybody else have any questions? Hi. Hi, how are you? Thanks for um, taking my participation. I was a little bit late to join, but when mm-hmm. I saw the theme, I like got out of my call, which I was in and uh, really, really wanted to get. Uh, so I got some of it oh, Okay. and um, I appreciate it. It has been really helpful. Um, I'm I find myself resonating with some of the comments. I also work in tech and Mm -hmm. I'm a product manager and I, um, you know, handle high priority products, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And I've always thought of myself as a projector. um, And I Mm -hmm. um, just did the test, which you recommended. And I'm (laughs) I'm a little bit shocked because it says I'm a manifesting generator and it's kind of surprising to me. Oh, Um, interesting. Okay. What's surprising about that to you? Well, you know, I, it's just, I'm naturally good at, um, at being, you know, in projects, uh, project management, uh, product manager, you know, all, all of the management and consulting. That's, mm-hmm. that's my, my experience. And it, it, it comes really easy to me. So I feel mm-hmm. I've just like naturally fluctuated to this because it, it doesn't really stress me out as, as, you know, as some other people would say. Okay. Uh, but I do feel some misalignment in the industry that I am in. Okay. And, and that's, tell- I think that's my frustration. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and, and why I thought, you know, this would be really interesting for me because I don't feel I'm capable to join an industry, which I would be passionate about, which would be something to- more towards the environment and like um, something more human, you know, than just high tech. Oh, so interesting. Okay. So, I so yeah, go ahead. I to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, sure. So um, just to make sure I, I, I understood correctly, it's basically that you are working in a position right now Oh, hold on. Just really quickly, just to remind everyone, the the test that Maria is talking about, it's just the human design map that you can calculate. Um, if you want to, if you need the link, you can go to www.nadiakaila.com. It's my first and last name. Um, and you will find the link to generate that chart. So if that's something you want to do, go ahead and go for that. 
Um, Maria, I will say, okay, so you feel unaligned with what you're doing right now. Um, and what yes. feels unaligned about it specifically? Like what, what are, what are you left feeling with when you're working at that job? I think I don't find fulfillment because I work for, you know, uh, big corporations and I, I don't like that. Why? Cause I don't feel like it's translating to, to my community. Um, uh-huh. okay. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's all up in the air. Like I, I feel I work so much, but I don't really see that, uh, you know, I'm working with people from all over the world. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I don't necessarily see how that contributes to what I feel is, you know, good for the world as, you know, just in, in, you know, just, uh, people making billions and billions and, and, you know, just poverty somewhere else. So I just, mm-hmm. I don't feel that my energy is in the right place that I, okay. I, I want to be giving this energy towards more humanistic causes. If that, if that's even, yeah, you know, that, I think that is so admirable. And I think that's awesome. Tell me in a perfect world, if you could wave a magic wand and be doing what you want to do in terms of your impact and working with the community, what would that look like? I would be finding a way to take plastic out of the oceans. Okay. Um, you know, I haven't thought, I don't have any ideas or have any expertise in that. I just, you know, I think uh, it it would really bring me fulfillment to see, you know, doing, giving something back to, to our earth. Um, wow. Instead okay. of just polluting it. <laughs> yes. It's just and something I- that I, I care about, you know, as, as a human, I, I care about that. Okay. I love that. I think that's amazing. And I think, obviously, I think you have that um, passion for a reason, you know, people like you exist because our earth needs to be taken care of. Right. So I think it's, it's really important to honor that in yourself and to recognize that you feel this spark, you feel this desire for that for a reason. Um, And I think uh, is your question of like, oh, should I stay at my job or should I pursue that? Or what's the, what's the main thing that you're wondering about? I think I'm just scared. Like I, like I'm kind of waiting for, you know, mm-hmm. something to happen. And I, I never thought of myself like someone that could initiate something, you know, I'm okay. Um, I, Interesting. I'm, yeah. So, okay. It, it, so here's what I would recommend to you. This is what I would tell a coaching client is, you know, so you, what the facts are right now is that your current corporate job is not cutting it. You don't feel personally fulfilled with it. And so it's out of alignment for you. So that we know for sure. And we also know what direction you would want to work towards because your passion has to do with saving the planet, taking care of Earth, giving back to um, Mother Earth in that way, right? So the thing that's awesome about it is that you don't actually have to know exactly how you would bring it to fruition or how you would like bring that kind of vision to life. But what you, the only thing you have to start with doing is be open, like make it, make it a thing in your mind of like, I know it's possible and I will um, have a career in this field. I don't know what that looks like yet. And that's okay. But keep an eye out for maybe like, do you spend any time on social media apps at all? Like TikTok or Instagram or anything like that? Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> where do you, and that's totally fine. Where do you usually um, consume uh, like content or do you like read the news? Like, what are you uh, where do you spend your time? Like uh, forums and Reddit and okay. Fishbowl, you know, those kinds of apps like that. Okay, cool. So the thing you want to do is um, pay attention and keep in mind whenever you, like if you hear something or you see something in your, you read about something that gives you that spark of like, oh, wait, that's a, that's such a great idea. I could totally do that. Um be mindful of that feeling because that's usually the gateway to what you want to do, or that's like the starting point. It's the things that you hear about because the way, if you're a manifesting generator, basically what that means is your system is designed to respond to the things that really light you up. And that, that whatever you, whatever triggers that response is a clue as to what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And so if you come across an idea or like, you know, oh, there's a, Maybe there's like a volunteering opportunity to go, you know, whatever it is, anything that gives you that spark relative to saving the planet and what you could do with it, follow that or keep track yeah. of that. Because what you'll notice is it might, it could start to really unfold in a, in an awesome direction if you just stay open to it. So the main thing that you have to do right now is not, um, not affirm to yourself that it's not something that you like, oh, it's, I can never do that. I don't know how I would even do that. Kind of just be open to the possibility and trust that it is possible. If you do, it is, if it is genuinely something that you desire and you are excited about it, um, then just trust that the way that you are meant to fulfill that, that will actually make itself apparent to you on its own. You just have to pay attention to when you get that feeling of like, oh my God, that's amazing. Right. So I I'll give you an example when I wanted to do more entrepreneur stuff stuff in the social media space, so I wanted to sell like a digital product of some kind, but I had no idea what I would do. 
I was like, okay, I know this is something I want to do, right? I want to be selling something, some kind of digital project, a product in the social media space, but I don't know exactly what that looks like yet. So I just stayed open. And then I was eventually like scrolling through Instagram or something like I, it was either Instagram or TikTok. And I came across the idea of selling an online course. And for whatever reason, for me, that was like, oh my God, wait, that's so cool. I would love to do that. That's amazing, right? So for me, I was like, okay, cool. That's my starting point. Let's, let me look into an online course and how does that kind of make me feel I, like exploring that. So does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, I, I feel there's definitely some some of that uh, talking yourself out of it that I, I need to I need to work on. Yeah. So th- well, thanks so much. I'm I'm gonna look a little bit more into yeah, the into the profile. Yeah, you totally should. I think that would be um, really good. And again, it's just about like you said, not talking yourself out of it. Just be open to the possibility. Um, you know, visualize yourself working in that space, whatever that may look like to you right now, and um, just kind of wait for the opportunity to to come in. Basically, thank you so much. Yeah, you're so welcome. So, um, do we have any other questions? Yes, I have a couple of questions, Nadia. Yes, go ahead. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you very much for the great info that you provided. Of course, I'm um, glad you found it helpful, hopefully. Thank you so much, yes. Um, it was very insightful because I did the chart and it turns out I'm a manifesting generator as well. Oh, and awesome. It made a lot okay. of sense. Yes, it made a lot of sense because I have so many interests mm-hmm. and I jumped so many, like even during college, I jumped so many um uh, degrees and different mm-hmm. career paths and I always thought it's a lack of commitment instead of just having variable interests yes I have a couple of questions once um so once I'm interested about something it really sparks um but two problems arise when that happens the first thing I get stuck in uh some sort of an analysis paralysis okay interesting tell me more about that so I get excited about an idea and then I start really going um, into the research of the idea okay. um, and the project. And then a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the technicalities start to arise and that kind of holds me back from actually going into it because it's either scares me or it appears to be uh, too complicated mm-hmm. um, for the lack of experience that I have in that field or that idea. Mm-hmm. So um, that's my first question. What do you recommend in that regards? So this is basically the battle between your intuition and your conscious mind, right? So your intuition is the part of you that's saying, wait, I really like that. I'm really interested in that. And then your conscious mind is the part of you that is trying to logic your way out of it or argue reasons as to why you shouldn't, right? So again, the key distinction is that your, or the, the key thing that you need to know is that your intuition is the one that's correct. Your conscious mind is not always correct. Your conscious mind often distorts the reality and um, conflates emotion with the logic. So like you see something of like, oh, well, you have to have this and this and this to get in. And then you're, you start to feel, okay, I'm afraid. I feel fearful. I feel inadequate. And then that feeling gets you stuck in this loop of like, okay, no, 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 I don't want to do it. Right. So some, what you have to do, this is, this is, does that resonate? Does that sound like what, what happens with you? Very true. Yes. Yeah. So this is, um, and this is something that a lot of people experience It's normal, but, um, this is what I tell clients who are kind of dealing with the same issue is you have to learn how to silence your conscious mind when it's not helping you. So in the context, like in the, in the context of your intuition has just spoken to you and said, Hey, this is something that you really like, and this is something that will bring you joy. And it's ultimately in your highest good, right? You need to, um, consciously identify that, okay, if my brain is trying to talk me out of this, I need to Mm -hmm. disassociate from that and kind of just ignore the voice for a little bit. So if you Mm -hmm. get the urge to, okay, wait, this is what I want to do. Let me look up really quick, right? It's it's usually a a habit or like a pattern that you get stuck in. So you're like, okay, wait, let me get it. Let me Google really quick. Okay. What are the requirements? What's the entry? You know, what are the, what, what do I have to have in order to do this and be, be qualified for it? So when you get your, when you catch yourself in that moment of like, okay, I'm about to look it up. You have to, this is what I call practicing the pause and taking a step back and being like, okay, wait, usually when I go down this rabbit hole, it doesn't help me. It talks me out of it. And then I'm left feeling kind of upset that I, I have this spark, but I don't get to do anything with it. So again, it's just about quieting that part of your mind down and kind of reprogramming your, your, um, brain and your body to instead kind of, okay, I'm not going to look into that. Let me just sit with this and 
what you can do is, and this is something that you might have to train yourself with because as adults, usually using our imagination is, is something we have to relearn, but rather than look for evidence that you can or can't do it from your external environment, I want you to start visualizing yourself actually doing that thing and being in that job. So give me an example of something that you felt the spark to do, but then you are like, okay, let me look into it. Okay. Now I'm not qualified. Okay, so um, in my my profession, I'm a restaurant consultant um, okay. and a food and beverage uh, project manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really got into the field because I love cooking. So I was thinking about there's a need um, that most of the new generation doesn't know how to cook. Mm-hmm. And kitchen, uh, no basic um, kitchen techniques. So I was thinking mm-hmm. about creating a digital course that mm-hmm. teaches people the very basics of um, kitchen skills, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, and sell it for a super low price, for example, that anybody can afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I started looking into that, the idea excites me that I have a message and a skill that I can transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the technicalities of going about creating a digital course kind of set me back. I'm like, okay, this is too much work. I don't really have the time for that. Interesting. Okay. So is it, it's the idea of it being too much work, not that you're not qualified. Correct. Okay. So tell me, what is it like when you're looking into creating an online course, do you just look up, create an online course? Like how does it kind of happen that the, you fit realizing that it's a lot of work? So, um, Probably this this example is something I'm qualified for. There are other examples like uh, things that are I think I'm not qualified for. But for this specific example, mm-hmm. um, like the the time that I have to take um, for filming, editing, mm-hmm. uh, marketing the course, mm-hmm. uh, getting it out there uh, on social media and stuff like that. I don't mm-hmm. think I have the skill set to do such a thing. I know how to uh, create it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have the skills to to transfer, which is the basic kitchen skills, but okay. not the marketing and what goes behind the scenes in creating a successful course. Okay. And what makes you think you're not qualified to do that aspect of things? Like, where does that belief come from? Not very sure. Interesting. Okay. So maybe it's worth exploring of why do I feel that way? Because oftentimes, like those limiting beliefs, you don't realize that they're limiting beliefs and then you don't realize where they're kind of coming from. Um mm-hmm. If the, the key, the key here is that if you feel a spark, if you feel a desire to do something, especially as a manifesting generator, you are well equipped to handle it and whatever it, whatever, as long as you feel personally passionate about it, it's something that you really enjoy, you're able to do it. And especially like, I mean, I'll tell you from my perspective of someone who has, uh, you know, worked on an online course and done that kind of stuff. When it's, even if the task itself isn't something that actually excites you, like the editing and stuff like that. Because you're working on a project overall that is really exciting for you, you're going to get the motivation from that. And then you're going to feel like, okay, I can do this. Like, it's not that I don't feel like it. I do feel like it because this is my project and I'm excited about it. But I think the main thing for you would be to kind of um, reprogram this idea that you're not qualified for it. Because again, the main thing is that if you are, a man- especially as a manifesting generator, if you have that desire for that thing, to do that thing, to bring it to life, you are well yeah. equipped to do that. And anything that, I mean, if there's any other shortcut or like, you know, maybe you could hire somebody to do that stuff for you, that will also make itself apparent to you. But it really that just starts sense. with the idea that it is possible and that you are capable of crushing it um, and kind of approaching it with that attitude so that your um, your mental framework isn't working against you. So like, that's the main thing is I wouldn't start any project from the perspective of I'm not capable or not, I'm not equipped to do this. I would work on changing your mindset and visualizing your, like, think about yourself doing it. Visualize yourself doing the editing and doing all the things that you think you can't do and doing it really well. Um, and then that will start to kind of get you more comfortable with the idea of like, wait, no, I could totally do this. And then it will start to unfold a little more. Um, does that make sense? Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much. Do yeah, I have so time fun. for a second question? Sure, let's do one more. All right. So um, in manifestation, I actually follow you on TikTok and you provide great content there too. Oh, awesome. How fun. Okay, uh, cool that you, do, that you follow me on that. Uh, so when I um, when I want to manifest anything, really, not just in career wise, I find mm-hmm. problems with being clear about something that I want to pursue. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I do have because I have so many interests and varieties of skills. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I really want to invest uh, my time and effort into that uh, that specific thing that I want to manifest. 
So I okay. end up not having a clear vision of what I want, if that makes sense. Okay. Tell me a little more. About, so it's that it's constantly changing? Correct. Yes. So let's say a car, for example, I want to manifest a car. Mm-hmm. Some like today I want maybe a Range Rover and tomorrow I want an Infinity. Okay. And it's just an example, a simple example. Okay. So it's, I don't have clear ideas of what I really want because I still, I always keep changing my mind and having different interests that arise. That's a great question. And I'm so glad you asked that. Here's what you do. Mm-hmm. Rather than specify the Infinity or the Range Rover, just say I'm manifesting my dream car. And let let the gaps fill themselves. Does that make sense? So it's like as take if if you're getting overwhelmed with the detail of it and that part keeps changing, then take a step mm-hmm. back, zoom out a, for a second, and be like, okay, what is the thing that I know for sure that I want in this scenario? It's my dream car. I may not know. I may not know exactly what my dream car is right now. But the beauty of it is that you don't actually have to know. Specifying that you want your dream car is enough. Does that make sense? That does make sense. So I always thought that you have to really know exactly in the very specific what color on the inside and out. So you have to be very specific with what you're asking for. So yes. that's not the case, right? So yeah, it does also, it, it's interesting because that does also depend on your human design map. So your human design map will tell you if you are a specific or a non-specific manifester. So if mm-hmm. you are non-specific, which um, it sounds like you might be, then you don't need to worry about hashing out those details. Things like qualities and quantities when it comes to your manifestations actually does not really matter as much. It's more about the general, like um, the general thing Sensor that you want feeling. or the yeah, or the feeling that you're looking for with it. So, okay, I know that I want my dream car, which means I know that I want a car that makes me feel like, oh, wow, this is my dream car, right? But you don't have to know mm-hmm. exactly what it is. You can leave that part open and then the perfect car that is actually your dream car will manifest as long as you are just like open to any of it. Does that make sense? That's a beautiful answer. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You're so it. welcome. I'm. Uh, thank you for asking those questions. Those were very insightful. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. Um, okay, so I think that's all we have time for now. It's been an hour and 10 minutes. Um, but thank you all so much for uh, for listening. I hope you all found this helpful and informative. Uh, maybe it's inspired you to make a change in your own life, which is ultimately the goal for me as a coach. Um, so if you would like to connect with me, you can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram. The links will be in the um, in the my profile. So it will be, like I said, included at the end of this event. Another one last thing is that if you are interested in coaching to really get yourself to the next level with your career, or if you want some guidance or extra help in using your human design map to really step into a place of alignment and really create your dream job for yourself. Uh, I highly encourage you to apply to my one-on-one coaching program. I do have a couple of slots still open um, and that will also be in the, it'll be in the third link on my me profile. And yes, if you enjoyed this conversation, go ahead and give me a follow on social media platforms. And I hope to see you all soon. That's all folks. Thanks again for listening to Hardly Working. Join us live next time and talk directly to the speakers and, who knows, end up here. Fishbowl is a social network where professionals of the same industry have anonymous career conversations. You can download Fishbowl on the App Store or Google Play. If you want to host a Fishbowl live event, get in touch at live at fishbowlapp.com. See you soon! <laughs>